0: Hey guys, here. I'm here with the doc, and we got so much—we got so much shit to talk about. This
1: John, good to see you as always. Thank there's you. A, there's always stuff to talk. There's gonna be so much shit. Right you always there. got stuff to say. There's so
0: much shit to talk about. We're gonna start with my condolences. Go out to uh, go out to uh, Buddy McGirt's fighter, um, Maxim. I think his name was Maxim Dadashev. Dadashev. Maxim Dadashev, I hope you rest in peace uh, undefeated young fighter
1: from, out of Russia
0: out of Russia his family was still in Russia he was working on his green card and fighting here um, he 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 was fighting this weekend actually I think it was Friday night and uh, he he was losing the fight but they said it wasn't really that much action packed he wasn't taking a beating. But I guess the eleventh round, it was a twelve-round fight because it was a title fight. He was a champion. I mean, this guy was up in, you know, he was up up there fighter, and I guess that last eleventh round, he got a beating, and I think he got dropped once.
1: That's uh, what I heard. I haven't seen it, and I, I don't want to watch it. I
0: don't want to watch it either. Buddy McGirt. I mean, Buddy McGirt was a top level, two-time, two division champion. I think he won junior welterweight and welterweight divisions. Um, seriously, legit fighter uh, in the '80s and early '90s, I believe. Now he's a trainer, and this guy came back to the corner after taking a beating in the eleventh round, and just pleaded with him, "I, I want to stop it. Let me stop it." Because it's hard to. I mean, I mean, when you stop you when you when you want to stop your fighters in the corner with one round to go. Now he has a KO on his record, a KO loss. So. It's a big deal, you know, especially because he wasn't getting beaten, like getting the shit kicked out of him. But Buddy McGirt stopped it in the, in the end of the round. And, and I thought that saved his life. Um, but he died. He died uh, two days later if, of head trauma, head, head injuries. He had a couple surgeries. He was in ICU. They induced a coma. But he died. It's and that kind of shit is so sad. And uh, yeah, so my condolences, uh, Buddy McGirt. You're a fucking great trainer. Uh, you did the right thing. It's not your fault at all. I mean, shit, you stopped it when you should have, and he still passed away. Referee was was good. So I feel really sorry for his opponent, for his family, and for Buddy McGirt. So. Not much to say about that. We, we, we're we going to talk a little about boxing versus MMA, though.
1: Yeah, I think it's super sad. I did not see the fight. I saw footage of his coach talking to him between you know after the 11th round, like, look, I'm going to stop the fight, and kind of pleading with him to stop it. Um, I think he wanted to keep fighting. I don't know how much he knew what was going on, but I saw the footage. They took him after he came out of the ring and kind of collapsed, and then... They were walking him out through the crowd, and he couldn't stand on his own two feet. They were helping him up. Then he starts vomiting, and they had to bring over a stretcher. But anytime I've treated a lot of people with concussions at sporting events, vomiting's scary. I mean, you start seeing someone throwing up from a head injury, that's super scary. They probably have a lot of pressure um, in their brain. There's, You know, he obviously had a bleed. Um, but it's just really scary... And, you know, you look at it, you hear people talk about this tragedy and, you know, that the guy died, and this is something that happens, unfortunately, in a combat sport. And then you look at, well, coal miners, they die, they make, you know, those certain number of people have super dangerous jobs, or you're fishing for crab, or what those guys do, and their boats go down. But this is different because it's for entertainment. It's for them, too. It's their job, and they're making a living, but... When it's for entertainment and people are, you know, putting their life on the line, it to me it's different. And it's really sad. No interest in watching this fight at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the real sad thing is you look at something like this and say, how could it be prevented? And everyone says, well, it couldn't because it wasn't like a big beat-down fight where he got knocked down a whole bunch of times and looked terrible and they let it go on anyway. They stopped it, apparently, when they should have. Yeah, They didn't let it go another round. And they stopped it. But despite that, he died. And that's the really sad thing about, you know, about when this happens. is it's hard to be a fan of a sport like that. It's a sport. And it's for entertainment. And that's, for me, where the conflict is. It's not about the guy having a dangerous job. Because people, all kinds of people have super dangerous jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the It's the entertainment factor that. That is really a problem, but
0: yeah, it does. I mean, that part doesn't really bother me because it's it's,
1: it's it is your job,
0: and I mean, most jobs. I mean, that are dangerous. A lot of them aren't life or death. You know, um, like you're saving anyone or anything. So I I that the entertainment doesn't bother me. It just bothers me um, that it happens. Well, it <laughs> happens. How do, can you make boxing safer? Not not and keep it boxing. No, just like. I mean you can make, you know, any I mean any sport you can make safer. I mean
1: um, it, it would lose its its a lot of its appeal. I what mean, do you I, think about the size of the gloves things like that? Do you think cuz if you look at this sport versus MMA, it's well documented that it's much more dangerous. The boxing's more dangerous. It's more dangerous because it's 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 a one-dimensional
0: sport where you know, like, you'd have a lot more shoulder injuries than baseball if all they did was pitch. So, like, the winner would pitch. You'd have to pitch 100 bo- times as fast as you could, and that's all you did. Everybody just pitched. So that you'd, you'd throw out your shoulder. You'd, you'd tear out your shoulder. In boxing, you're just punching, and almost all those punches. Some people work the body some, but almost all punches are going directed towards the head. So there's no takedowns. No clinching. If you clinch, it break. They break it up. In in MMA, there's clinching. Sometimes the whole round is a clinch. There's takedowns. You watch out. If you start hitting too hard, they're going to take you down. So hitting is restricted in MMA a lot. Um, there's takedowns. There's 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 other strikes. There's more. There's more ways to win. There's more ways to lose. There's more strategies. There's more weapons. There's more defenses. It's just a much broader
1: sport, and there's a, it's much more multi-dimensional. That being said, though, a lot of MMA fights end with a KO or TKO. Right, but 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 almost all boxing matches that
0: end up in a death or a serious brain injury don't end up in a like a TKO or a KO. They're stopped. It's cumulative. Yeah, it's well, yeah. cumulative over over the. Over the you know, how many rounds. Like 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 when uh um uh what's his name fought uh he fought Mundo Ku Quinn or something and it was like that big one on T V and he the Korean guy lost and he ended up dying. Um most fights that end with a with with a fatality end up like that. So usually just the flat out KOs Aren't it? Because you don't take cum- cumulative punishment. And then when the referee, like really good referees, like Herb Dean, stop the fight when they're supposed to. Right? That's Yeah, I mean, we life. were
1: talking about that last week. about yeah. Herb Dean. Saving someone yeah. that wasn't protecting themselves. Yeah, yeah. And then here you are with the guy. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Herb Dean. Yeah. Everybody's looking at Herb Dean now saying you did the right thing. We always knew you did. And you knew you did. Now everyone knows Herb Dean did the right thing in that last fight. But anyway, let's not let's not, I digress or I regress or I progress. Which one is that? Regress, something you grass. whatever. But anyway, I hate when people say that, and I've never said it before. Like they'll they'll change topics. They'll they'll say, but I digress or as I digress, digress. You can just pronounce it how you like. Whatever. Anyway. Herb Dean You're did all fancy with your language. I'm trying. Herb Dean did the right thing, and this this fights like this. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's really sad. Um, I don't think there's anything you can do to make MMA safer right now and keep it boxing? exciting. You mean boxing or MMA? No, but I, I, or boxing. So MMA. I hear a lot of stuff about making it safer, do this, do that, do this. I think I think it's perfect where it is now. You got it's safe enough yet action packed enough. Boxing? Man, I don't know. I I I'm not a I am not am not a big boxing fan like I was. I love boxing. I respect boxing, but there's so many more deaths and chronic and acute brain injuries. So there's more deaths there's more acute injuries that they go in and they do, uh, you know, they do burr holes or they, they do uh, brain surgery and save the guy, but the guy's, now he's going to have some deficits. Um, and then there's also more chronic injuries like dementia pugilistica or being punch drunk, slurring the speech, stuff like that. There's much more of all of that in boxing than there is in MMA. So... I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know if the risk is worth the reward, but who are we to tell people how to make their living? So, I mean, I wouldn't want anybody that I I care about box. MMA is dangerous enough for me, but boxing is just a brain fucking... It's brain damage waiting to happen. I would not want or let anyone that's close to me
1: box. Well, I can tell you this. This is published in our literature in sports medicine, but looking at the safety of MMA versus boxing and the number of deaths related to in-ring or in-cage injuries, their time period was over 20 or 30 years, but there were 60 deaths in boxing and one in MMA, which you could say, well, how skewed is that? How many more boxing matches were there than MMA matches? But that was come up till pretty recently, and MMA is... Pretty dang popular. I say there's more boxing. I say there's more MMA than boxing. But it's just amazing because you look at MMA and it's been cast as this super brutal sport, and I think part of what gives it that look is the blood in the ring, like because then those are from cuts. Those are a lot of those are from superficial cuts, and the face bleeds a lot. There is more cuts. There's more cuts, but those aren't brain injuries. No. So I think when you look at the safety from a death brain injury perspective. You know, they both are combat sports. They're both dangerous, but, man, boxing's so much more dangerous. Boxing's dangerouser. Dangerouser. It's way dangerouser. It is, because
0: I'd rather be cut than than brain damaged. I'm not saying I'm not brain damaged, but I'd rather be cut than brain damaged. Um, And one thing for you guys to look out for, and I always tell everybody this after fights, um, a lot of you trainers don't have the training that we've had. He's a doctor. I'm a nurse, but I'm a, you know, I'm an ER nurse too. So I spent a lot of time with brain injuries, acute especially. Um, and the, the, the puking after a fight can be very, it's, it's common. I've puked after fights. I see a lot of guys puking and there's a lot of reasons for it. Nerves are the biggest reason. And then the fight's over and, you know, you fucking puke up your anything you've eaten in the last 12 hours or whatever. But exertion too. You'll yeah. see people puking
1: up from exertion. Another thing
0: is blood or swallowing. Like, you just the whole round, the whole fight, you're swallowing your, your saliva, your mucus, your blood. You're swallowing it because you're not spitting it out. Um, and, and a lot of times you'll puke that. So you'll puke a lot of times after a fight and don't think much about it. But if you've been hit in the head during the fight, which most fights you're going to, and you puke after, I strongly suggest a trip to the ER and a CAT scan.
1: Well, and also the other thing is like what you could see with this fighter was the motor in coordination. Yeah, but is that's really bad. But with that
0: said, that's that's more of a that, that's kind of a no-brainer. If you see the guy doing that, yeah, I mean you, most people are going to think, "Oh, shit, I'm taking him to the ER." But the most people don't equate the puking with brain damage. They think the they don't realize Puking is a huge indicator of some type of brain injury. So a lot of people don't don't put those two together. They do puke. They do, they do put it together when they start walking funny and they're groggy and they're falling. So they'll probably take him to the ER then. But then if they just start puking after, you're not going to think he has a brain injury. Think he has a brain injury and take him to the fucking ER. Because it's better, I'm telling you, it's better to take him to the ER and they go... Oh, he just has some abdominal, you know, irritation because he swallowed too much blood. Okay, boom. That's the worst that could happen. It's better to do that than go. And he just has a irritation in his stomach because he's, you know, swallowed too much blood, and it's not, right? So you want to take
1: him and get him cleared. Here's the other thing: the one of the biggest things when you evaluate people with a head injury that you might see them in a gym or in a boxing gym or something is these injuries evolve. So even if you're not getting hit anymore, you're done, match is over, rings over, fight's called, guy looks okay. He may not look okay in 5 minutes. So, you know, as your brain swells, your symptoms completely go off the deep end. So you'll see people that are responding, they're fine, and they're no longer competing and then they get worse. Yeah. So that's yeah. keeping an eye on people that's big. I think the and my concern with the hey take him to the ER is what I see nowadays is everyone has insurance. We live, you know, people have health insurance. We live in a country that's developed. We have access to amazing technology. But now if your are deductible, $6,000, you don't go to the ER because you haven't met your deductible. So people don't go. I get people texting me, hey, do you think I need to take my kid to the ER? You know, friends of ours and stuff because, I, you know, it's going to cost a fortune. Well, and that's really sad. It that is
0: sad. It is sad. And, and two things. Number one, I'd rather be in debt $6,000 and lose my car than not go to the ER, not be in debt $6,000 and lose my life. Absolutely. But with that said, almost all fights carry insurance. So anything you get in the fight is is covered by by their insurance. But it Almost might not every, be when you're sparring at the gym. right? And so that's what I'm saying. So it's either going to be covered by their insurance, so it'll be completely written off and you don't have to pay any of it, or you'll still be alive instead of dead. $6,000, is your life worth worth that? Yeah. So, But I understand, I mean, a lot of people don't want to do that, but if you're puking and you've just been hit in the head and maybe... Potentially concussed, and now you're puking for some unknown reason. That to me, that's a six thousand dollar gamble. I'm willing to take.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean the whole situation's sad. You you look at it and you go: Is the ref to blame? Is the corner to blame? Is anything? No, nothing. nothing. (laughs) Which makes you look at that sport and go, I don't know. You know, it's it's tough. And then and it's so one dimensional too. I mean, there's big fights and there's these fighters. We talk about them on the on this. You know these big high profile fights; they're fun to watch. But when you see stuff like this, man, it's really sad. And it makes you appreciate Floyd Floyd Mayweather's
0: style so much more. And it, I'm telling you, I'm going to say this again. It makes you appreciate that stoppage by uh, Herb Dean in that fight that much more. It, abso- right? it absolutely. Oh my god!
1: But it also, just gives. And I think a a ref that makes a decision like that needs to be backed up by the commentators and by the UFC and by the promotion. That fighter doesn't need to be, or that ref doesn't need to be hung out to dry. Like, ah, he stopped the fight too early by the commentator. I hate that.
0: Yeah, but but did did Dana say something about it too?
1: Oh, I don't know. I I I hope not.
0: I hope not. And if you guys, anyone that did say (laughs) something bad about that, watch this fucking fight, please. Watch this fight, and then you're going to change your mind. And if you change, don't change your mind after watching this fight, um, I think you're a little, yeah. And now imagine your son or daughter in the fight, and then, I mean, I, you probably think it was a good call then. All right, so with that said, let's go on to the UFC. First one, terrible decision. San Antonio? Terrible. San Antonio. Okay, first one. Okay, let's talk about uh, Arlovsky. Arlovsky, man, is reinvented himself. You know, he fought Ben Rothwell, and I think he was the underdog, but he's reinvented himself. He was, his boxing looked, like, fucking great. Not a very safe fight, because they stood there and fucking beat the shit out of each other. There was, this was a potential brain damage fight. I mean, they went at it. They were both bleeding and shit. They went at, they gave so much of themselves for the in this fight. Um... As soon as the bell rang, the final bell rang, they both simultaneously collapsed. Just like fucking out of exhaustion. Cause they gave their all. And it was it was a great heavyweight fight. And uh Ben Rothwell looked good. He was dangerous throughout the whole fight. But uh Andre Alaski has reinvented himself. He's like fucking there. He's like he looked like a 20 or he's 40 some. He's 40. 40. And he looked like he was in his 20s again. He was like moving and shit. He looked like a professional boxer with great takedown defense kicks and knees. So that he's like a he's like a boxer on steroids. And I'm not talking about real steroids. But that's what I meant. He looked like a boxer plus. Uh, great fight. He's he's made, he's reinvented himself. He's two, this is Arlovsky 2.0. Bang. Um, and then we got uh, we got, um, and then we got uh, the next one was a terrible, terrible decision. Was this a split decision? It was a terrible. I don't even know if it was split. I think it was, but uh, it was a terrible decision. Uh, we had, we had uh, Trinaldo fighting Hernandez. Trinaldo won the fight. I thought he won every fucking round. wasn't Wasn't a one sided beating by any means. But I thought it was a—I uh, don't know. It just—he was coming forward the whole fight. Um, it looks like he was trying to engage a lot more. Looked like he landed more. Maybe they landed about the same. But all things put together, even if things were pretty obvious uh, close like they were, he was the aggressor throughout the fight. And it wasn't like, and Hernandez wasn't like timing him and countering him and scoring a lot. They scored close to the same. So with that said, right, if their scoring was about the same, uh, Trinaldo was the definite aggressor throughout. And he was making the fight. So he he won that terrible decision. That happens. Terrible. Terrible. All right, next one. James
1: Vick. So the rest of these... Oh, these next couple are all knockouts. Next few fights. Yeah, James
0: Vick against uh, Sam Hooker. Dan. Um, Dan Hooker, sorry. Um, (laughs) Man, that guy is good. Uh, James Vick, I got... Man, if you watch this, give me a call. I want to work with you on a couple things. I I see some... I see a hole in your game that I can definitely help you with. But anyway... um, um, It's a... it just He just has this defense because he's so tall. He's 6'3 and 155. He's taller than everyone he fights, but he gives them the overhand. He gives them the hook because it puts his hands here and his chin is here. And that's when he fought that Gaethje guy. You know, he just That's not a good defense. You're the taller guy. You should be more like Thomas Hearns. Tommy Hearns didn't get knocked out very much. He knocked out a lot of people. Okay, the, the 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 defense should be a lot tighter, especially being uh, sixth, what six three or something, at at one fifty five. Um, great fighter they both are. Um, Dan Hooker's a really good fighter. He's 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 going to be in the top. I don't know five in no time if he's not already. But James Vick has so much potential. But I feel like he's just, he's, uh, he's just not doing it. He's not doing it with uh, his, his, his defense and offense. Need a lot of work. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to him. I think I, I would love for him. He just needs to tweak a couple things
1: or he's not going to be in the UFC much longer. Do you see that punch often? I mean, he threw a fake right. Yeah, I see that all the time. Fake right, and then was that an overhand? Yeah, I see a
0: lot of people stepping with a right and then coming in with a left hook. It's like that Frankenstein hook I do, but you switch. Actually, you step forward with the right and then come into the, the left hook. Beautiful technique. And, and 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 James Vick is just right here, like, waiting for it. I mean, there, that, there was no defense, and... and and, and with that said, you know, not everything can be defended. If it would, nobody would ever lose, especially by KO. So every there's always things that are going to get through, but there, it's just happening, you know, when it happens with James Vick, like I've seen it happen in a few fights, it shouldn't be. And, and with that height, it shouldn't happen like that anyway. So I think he needs to use his height to his advantage a little more. So it was that was a quick fight i think it was in the first round so with that said moving on to uh, the next one was uh,
1: greg hardy greg hardy and greg hardy Juan adam's yeah um so what, this was over in the first round too in like yeah, 40 seconds yeah uh,
0: <clears throat> greg hardy um, uh, so juan, juan adams went in for a single and he just hung out he he hung out there too long he didn't get the single and 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 Greg Greg Hardy got a really good wizzer, so he was able to shuck him off. But instead of changing position, it looked like it looked like Juan just stayed there, like with his head in in range to get hit, and he like kept fighting for that takedown when it looked like it was impossible because then all of a sudden Greg Greg. Well they Hardy's were on the way, ground. They were on yeah.
1: the he was under
0: Greg yeah. Hardy at that but, point. But he should have he should have disengaged before that. By the time he was on the ground there wasn't much he could have done, but he should have tried to change position, which he didn't. He started getting hit. Um, and I think I think what he was trying to do was still try to get that leg and he knew that he was getting hit, but he thought maybe he could still get the leg, but then I think like maybe with a third punch out of 31, like the third one out of 31 landed, I think it started it it's it it separated him enough from his consciousness. Which means everything. Consciousness is everything. Um, and I think it separated him enough from his consciousness where he just didn't, is his, it wasn't working anymore. So this wasn't together with his, you know, wh- whatever he should be doing. And he just couldn't, it, it, he was basically out for all intents and purposes. And then 30 more punches landed and, and the
1: ref stopped it. right the ref himself. was telling him to do something, change position, work, work. Work over and over and then just. But the but
0: I think the fact that he was still holding on to his leg, it, he didn't think the ref didn't think he was out, but he was still taking unanswered shots. Um, but uh, so he stopped it and 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 Juan, I think he argued the point with the ref a little bit, but I think it was because he was still kind of out of yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: think he argued it because he didn't know what was going on. He did not know where he was or what he was doing. <laughs> that's, I think that's common when someone's knocked yeah. out and they argue with the ref. Yeah. Or they grab the ref's leg or whatever. So I think he was arguing, but I think in retrospect, I don't think he's arguing with that stoppage. No, I don't
0: think he, was, he is anymore. And he apologized to the ref and to the public. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. But the thing I didn't like, and I really like Greg Hardy, and I think he has a lot of potential... He, he comes with a lot of baggage, and he comes with a lot of, uh, um, I don't know, a lot of, what do you want to call it? What's the word for baggage
1: it? Baggage is a good word. Yeah, baggage. He comes with a lot of baggage. Like John Jones comes with baggage. Yeah. People yeah. don't care.
0: <laughs> but but they don't boo. They, they I think, I think love-hate with John Jones, it's more hate with him. I think because all the bad shit John Jones does... For some reason, this country is like so. Like we're even. Everything went equal, 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 equal. But because what he did with is with a woman, woman, the equality stops. So they did
1: John Jones. He like ran into
0: a pregnant woman. Right, back. but it but it could have been a guy, and then there was mainly the drug. So it goes back and forth. But this one was. No, he the, has another one. He's in now, trouble again. Oh yeah,
1: so. <laughs> so. He's the best actor in the world. He is. He, he is, is such a good actor because he comes on yeah. and he apologizes and he makes you think he's like this changed guy. Yeah. Well, who knows? Because he had Maybe some he charges. He had some charges filed against him, but who knows if they're real or not? But it makes you think they are.
0: Yeah, and the same goes with Greg Hardy. Who knows? I mean, the charges were dropped. Um, a lot of a lot of. A lot of things come out later where it was phony. And I don't know if it was or not. I wasn't there. Do you get
1: a lot of charges getting dropped against you? I don't. Do I, you? <laughs> Do you? I mean, if you're getting all these charges against you dropped, maybe there's a little truth somewhere. Well,
0: what's all the charges? He's had one know. thing. I don't, had, you, I don't know. But he's a professional football player in the limelight. Yeah. So when you're in the I've, limelight, I, I think it is different. I've actually had three times where charges, charges. So, okay, sorry to bring so that, up. That, yeah. <laughs> Let me just tell you a funny one. And I told you this story already. I was expecting you to
1: say zero, but I don't know why. I I don't know why I was expecting that. One of the
0: charges that I had, honestly, and it was a big fight in court against the California state. I worked for the prison. And I was so right, and it was like so frustrating because I didn't do any of the stuff. And so I won in court, which was great and all, but still, it still always irritated me. And this was like 20 years ago. And I had some woman come up to me in Lululemon. I was there with my wife. A woman came up to me in Lululemon. And she said, hey, Mr. Hackleman. I said, yeah. She goes, I'm so-and-so, and I was the district attorney when you were in court, and we were pressing charges against you that people said you, know, you did certain things. But I just want to let you know uh, that was a bogus case. I felt terrible about taking it. You know, there was a lot of reasons I had to take it at the time. I was a single mother and, and, you know, everybody in that office knew that you were innocent. We all knew. But for some reason, the head guy wanted to push it. Um, so we had to do it. And everybody there knew you were innocent. So when you got, you know, exonerated, we were all happy. But I want to let you know, I apologize for taking part in that. And I was like, it was like, oh, thank you. And, and so you never, you just don't know. And none of us were there. It's like, so a lot of people say things to get money. The, the person that were they were pushing charges against me, it wasn't about me. It was they were suing me to get money from the state. They were suing for $10 million. So there's always, alter, there's always alternative motives or there's always some kind of reasoning behind it. And who knows with Greg Hardy? I don't know. You don't know. No one knows except for them, too. And I wasn't there, so I'm not going to say he was guilty of it. The stuff John Jones does, I mean, a lot of it's on camera, and a lot of it he admits (laughs) to, and a lot of it, I mean, it's crazy. Sometimes things are filmed. Shows up on fucking, you know, in his drug test. Uh, Hello. But the Greg Hardy one, I don't know. But, like, with that said, there are a lot of people that do believe it, so he has to fight that, and I don't think his after fight uh, celebrations are appropriate. What did he do? I didn't. He's start. like licking his hands and then doing. I think he should be a little more subdued right now. Just until people start getting, like they'll start leaning, they'll start leaning to your side when they realize you're really a good guy, which you are, and you're really trying hard and you're really working hard. But I think those after fight. Um, celebrations are just a tad much and i think you're a great fighter i i i I would love to help you and i think i you know i just that's my big that was my only if i had one thing as word of advice to you it would be just tone that down a little bit until you make it or until just some of that baggage goes away well what
1: kind of uh post-fight
0: celebration do you like um, I think if your opponent's knocked out, you shouldn't have a celebration until they get up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and I that think, always doesn't happen. And I think celebrating is great. I think I like licking the blood is a little bit much, and like digging, I don't know. How about
1: digging a grave and pulling? That gets a little <laughs> much too. Used to do it's like a one minute ordeal, like a whole acted out thing. Okay. Well, like Johnny Walker, I like that kind of a Johnny Walker place. has a great <laughs> something entertaining and fun. Exactly.
0: not mocking your opponent, you know, shit like that like Walt uh Walt Harris when he when he beat Olenek okay very first thing he did look at his opponent bowed and showed respect and then he he was like you know hey I won great there's a lot of adrenaline after win I see that I know that sometimes you knock the guy out and you go jumping up and down right away I see that too but then the second your mind calms down and you notice your opponent's still on the ground you should tone it down until your opponent gets up you make sure your opponent's up before you celebrate. But the second they go down, man, th- that adrenaline rush, yeah, that's like trying to tell someone that just had an orgasm to keep it down. I understand that. You want to <laughs> celebrate a little.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> and then there's the guys that don't celebrate at oh all. They God. knock someone out, and they just walk back to their corner. Like nothing, like yeah, stone marks. Like Mark uh, <laughs> Nothing. Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. Yeah. Mark
0: Hunt does the walk-away knocker. <laughs> he just knocks them out, just looks at him, and just walks away. That's celebration in a celebration. That's, it kinda, yeah, it's his
1: own thing. He's that's a
0: minimalist feet. celebration. I love those two. But I don't know. I I love. I really do like Greg Hardy, and I think the mocking
1: a, your opponent when they're concussed is horrible. We saw one of those a couple weeks ago. Right, we did. That was terrible. But then
0: mocking your opponent before the fight,
1: or you know, spitting on your opponent after you beat them. What's his name did that? Khabib. Already I mean, spit on Connor after he beat uh, him. That was horrible. But, but Connor wasn't
0: unconscious. He was Connor.
1: I think you're gonna defend I, that. I do. I think that is I think, not Bushido at all.
0: I don't think it is, but I think I think Connor took non Bushido to all kind of levels in talking about his religion, his family, his wife, his dad. I think I think Connor took it to low. So if Connor was lying there dead and they had been like, uh, respectful before the fight, like most guys, then that's one thing. But they the hatred was to a whole different level in that fight. It really was. It was, yeah. So anyway, okay. So Olenek, okay. Now who we got after that? Now we got the main event. Main what,
1: event. Did we talk about? We didn't did talk you? much about the fight. The fight. Like Walt Harris. Oh yeah. The fight was like. Didn't he knee him? He had to get a knee. And he then... knew that Olenek
0: has one chance. One chance. Choke you if you're not. If he if he's not gonna choke you. He's not going to be you. He has the sickest chokes in the world. He can choke if you mount him. I've seen guys mounting him, pounding him, and then they're tapping. Or pounding him, and then they go to sleep. He has crazy chokes from every angle, um, so he's that dangerous. But Walt Harris is striking to the whole new level. And what he did was he did the semi. It was, it was, a, it was a Jorge Masvidal knee. Because he knew this guy was going to come in right away, trying to take him down. So he did a knee, caught him, caught him right in the pec, I think, the pec muscle. You could tell how much it hurt. He just kind of like, oh, shit. And while he was kind of going down, holding his pec muscle or his sternum, while Harris stepped over with the right hand, knocked him out cold. He kind of came around. Yeah, knocked him the, out. And that was it.
1: This was another hook for you. That was The, the, that re- was the reach around hook. Reach around <laughs> hook. Well, whatever it was, he kind of reached around. Oh, okay. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever, man. The reach around <laughs> That's by our doc hook. Hook. That's our dog over your, here. The reach around hook. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, what the reach around, reach around hook. Huh? All right. You needed another one for your next video. Okay. I'm helping you out. Thanks, the reach around hook. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <That laughs> was... Okay,
0: so main event, really good fight, but it was so good it was boring. I think it was such a good match and they were both so good. I wasn't really that entertained by the fight just because they were so good and they were just like nullifying, right? I mean, he got one elbow, he got a really beautiful the elbow. Elbows were... His elbows were beautiful. And then Dos, An- Dos Anjos, I mean, his stuff is beautiful. It was definitely, I mean, without a doubt, a Leon. I mean, I think Leon won every round. Without a doubt. Not with a doubt. Maybe he lost one round. But he won the fight without a doubt. I think he won all but one round or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Rafael is so good. I think he needs to go back to 55.
1: Yeah, they uh, fought at welterweight.
0: Yeah, I think he, I think, I think Dos Anjos would do better at 55. I could be wrong, but he just seems like he's going to be unstoppable at 55. But anyway, so it was a good fight. I think the, the length... Of uh, of uh, Edwards and just the beautiful strikes, I mean he threw everything perfect, but the difference was his elbow, his rear elbow just found it smart. Certain fighters just use their elbows so effectively, yeah, and it cuts your opponent. Yeah, and that's what it. That's what an elbow does. And then, and then Dos John Anjos, he had the beautiful leg kicks, which. It was to me. It was a battle between leg kicks versus the elbow, and in this particular fight, the elbow won. Um, so he was able to nullify uh, the leg kicks from Rafael, and his elbow wasn't nullified by Rafael. So it was a good fight, but uh, definite definite winner was uh... Leon. What else we got? We got so what that got? was a card. It was good. Uh, I'm going to be, we're both gone next Saturday, um, but I'm going to try to watch him somewhere. Yeah. What, is this a pay-per-view next this week? This
1: is pay-per-view. It is? This is July 27th, this is Max Holloway oh. and Frankie Edgar. Okay. They fought before. Alright, are you going to you gonna watch it? Well, we're going to be out of
0: town, so. Oh, shit. When, we, when, we when are you going to be back? It? I'm going to be back like 10 o'clock Saturday night.
1: I'll be back Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Okay. We can watch him Sunday. Alright, so let's record it. We have to watch it. Uh, who we got? We got... Uh, Chris Cyborg's fighting.
0: She's coming off the loss to uh, yeah, Amanda I'm Nunez, not into right? it. And then who's Nico Price? Not that into that fight. That's a main... That's really a pay-per-view? Serious? Yep. That is a pay-per-view? Max Holloway's on the card. I know, but that's so... Wow. That's a... I mean, that's a weak pay-per-view. I mean, Max Holloway and, and Frank Yeager... I mean, they sh- they should be headlining a a, a pay per view without a doubt. I I agree with that. But then, Cy- cyborg against an unknown, and then uh, they, I don't know, man. I mean, these guys are good guys, but I don't know if they should be on the main card of a pay per
1: view right about now. Maybe I'm wrong. There and the fights have been packed in. I doubt this pay per view sell a lot because the fights have been every week. Yeah. They've been packed in, and then we're just coming off last pay per view as a John Jones fight. So, yeah. wow! Yeah. Anyway, that, oh, with that
0: said, with that said, guess what? Surprise, surprise! John Jones is in the news again, <laughs> because some stripper said that he grabbed her vagina, slapped her vagina, and then put her in a chokehold. Wow! All right. But guess what? Did he deny it? I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he. Yeah, but how can he it. deny it? Because you look really bad denying it. If there's any videos. So. And if John Jones is there, people may have their cameras out. They might be so, but there might be something in a strip joint where you're
1: not allowed to. I don't know. I don't know the story. They probably have security footage, and if there's a lawsuit, that's going to be evidence.
0: Yeah, and if he says he didn't do it, that, I mean, it's like, it's like when you do the media. He not says media, he
1: doesn't do everything. When has he ever said he did it? When has he ever owned up to anything? Anyway. Well, this won't like the good news is it won't get him suspended from fighting. It's extracurricular. They don't bother with that stuff, right? Like Connor, they don't bother with that. No, but they'll fucking boo
0: uh, they'll boo the hell out of uh, out of Greg Hardy. So anyway, alright. Alright, that's all we got, guys. We're gonna be out of here, but make sure you watch my my um uh, Instagram pit underscore master got a lot of shit coming up on that got a trip to Hawaii tomorrow to go see my beautiful 90 year old mom Um, so I'll be doing a lot of videos from Hawaii on my Facebook as well the pit master and then uh, check out our podcast which is the best podcast in the world's official official it was actually officially nominated as the best podcast in the world It's amazing. It is amazing. I almost can't
1: believe it. How do we do this? Until next week, John. Good to see you.